It was Christmas Eve 1914, five months into World War I. The front lines of the British Army and the German Army were tucked away in opposing trenches. And for the day, they had called a truce. It didn't seem right fighting on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Quietly in each trench, the soldiers began to observe their particular Christmas customs the best that they could on a battlefield. And in the silence of that night, the British soldiers began to hear just off in the distance the enemy singing their favorite carol in German. Its original language I can't pronounce, Stille Noch, Halle Noch, German Silent Night, Holy Night. It was exactly 96 years from the day the song was originally performed, and once again those words created a stillness. The British soldiers, well, one of them decided, hey, we should join in. And they began to sing as a group in English, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. And for a moment, they sang together on different sides of the battlefield in their own languages. Moved by the moment, one British soldier bravely stuck his head out of the trenches. The Germans saw him, but they did not shoot. They could not Shoot. Soon another soldier, so he wouldn't be alone, stood beside him, and then another. One German then jumped out of their trench, popped his head up, then more. A British soldier then climbed onto the battlefield, began walking toward the enemy line. The Germans did the same. And soon they were all out in the middle of the battlefield. There on the battlefield, still riddled with gunshots and blood, they met and they shook hands. They shared names, John, Otto. They shared gifts, chocolate, and cigarettes. They played soccer. They buried their dead. On Christmas Day 1914, right in the middle of World War I, there was peace. Some of the officers who were there wrote of this heavenly moment in letters back home. Hear their words, written almost 100 years ago. The Germans started singing and lighting candles about 7.30 on Christmas Eve. And one of them challenged any one of us to go across for a bottle of wine. One of our fellows accepted the challenge and took a big cake to exchange. We came from our mouse holes and saw the English advancing toward us and waving cigarette boxes, handkerchiefs, and towels. They did not have rifles with them, and there we know it could only be a greeting that it was all right. We had a church service and sang hymns. We met the Germans midway between the trenches and wished each other a Merry Christmas. We exchanged buttons, badges, caps, and we all sang songs. They gave us cigars and cigarettes and coffee, and they told us they didn't want to fight, but had to. Some could speak English as well as we could, and some worked in Manchester. The Germans, very nice chaps who were awfully sick of the war. We were able to move about the whole of Christmas Day with absolute freedom. It was a day of peace and war. It was only a pity that it was not a decisive peace. A German soldier said to me, today, Christmas Day, nice, tomorrow we shoot. As he left, 
meaning he held his hand out, and I accepted it, and said farewell, Conrad. With that, we parted. I admit until I read those words from actual letters written by those who were there, I thought this story was probably fictional, an apocryphal story that was good and maybe even true, just not fact. But it did happen. For a moment, peace, heavenly peace. And then we shoot. The war continued for almost four years after that moment, finally ending exactly 100 years ago, on November 11th, in the truce we mentioned this year on Veterans Day. Every Advent, every Advent we feel this tension between already but not yet. The tension between has and is. Between Christ has come and Christ is coming. Advent is a season of waiting, but it's also a season of celebrating. We celebrate God coming into the world, yet here we are singing, praying, lighting candles, waiting for God to come. Our songs are joy to the world. The Lord is come. And O come, O come, Emmanuel. We say peace has come into this world, and yet here we are, waiting. Yet as we wait, look all around. There are glimpses, glimpses of peace, rays of peace light, peeking through the darkness, heavenly peace dawning in our world. It shined in that Austrian church 200 years ago when that church first sang the beloved hymn. It shined onto the battlefield 104 years ago. It shined in Bethlehem on that holy night. And still, if we look, we can still see it shine today. When enemies come together, heavenly peace shines. When broken hearts are mended, heavenly peace shines. When people find new way after loss, after grief, breakups, hard times, heavenly peace shines. When the church goes out into the world, serves, fights for justice, loves others as God would love all of us, heavenly peace shines. In a thousand places, in a thousand ways, right here and right now, heavenly peace is shining. Thousands of years before Christ was born, the prophet Isaiah spoke of this heavenly peace, though the prophet wouldn't have the language or the understanding of who Jesus would be and what all that could mean for the world. His prophetic vision painted by the prophet has inspired Christians to see in these ancient words a picture of Christ coming into the world. We read these words earlier here again, the prophet's ancient vision. Of heavenly peace. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk his paths. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. 
on the mountain of the Lord, peace will be established. The people of God will worship. And then the prophet says, all the nations of the world shall stream into it. Stream. The Hebrew word translated stream can mean to flow like a river. But it can also mean shine in joyful radiance. I like that stream to shine in joyful radiance as the nations stream closer and closer to the mountain of God, closer to worship, closer to heavenly peace. They will begin to shine in joyful radiance. The closer they stream to God, the brighter their light streams into the world as they become reflections of God's joyful radiance, streaming God's peace throughout the earth. The light of peace streams as they beat swords into plowshares, spears into shovels and rakes, as they grow gardens, not violence, as they study peace, not war. From the mountain of God and from the people of God, this vision of heavenly peace catches on and begins to stream forth throughout the world. And the people who have lived in darkness, we have seen a great light shining from the mountain of the Lord. And every time a heart is mended, A grudge laid down every time a difference is discussed at the table. Every time eyes are open, lines are crossed. Every time a weapon is laid down, a truce is called. Every time we hope again, believe again, stream again, the Prince of Peace comes again. The light shines brighter and brighter. The circle of peace grows wider and wider until one day from the mountain of the Lord, it will stream forth until it encircles the whole world. Until that day, each of us in little ways and big will light that candle of God's heavenly peace with our lives until the whole world is filled with peace and light. And God makes the world so calm and so bright.